From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and it's time to talk about linebackers. You know what? We got some pretty good linebackers, a lot of depth as well at this position. This is going to be a fun conversation to have, breaking down the linebackers, because there's a lot of good players and a lot of great plays to see. Yeah, this, they definitely have one of the top uh, groups in the league here at linebacker on the 49ers. Um They'd bring back Quan, they'd have the best. But um, Ooh, I like it. Hot boys! Besides, besides that... Um, they have their starting set of their main two of Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner to is to one of the best pairings in the entire league, with Fred Warner possibly being the best linebacker in the entire league. Um, it's pretty hard to dispute. I know it goes between him and uh, Leonard. Darius Leonard, yeah. Darius, Darius Leonard. Leonard on the Colts is what most people feel. It's one of those two, and I agree. Those two are pretty much cut above the rest. Kind of same thing as Kittle and Kelsey, and um. So they're blessed to have the guys they do. This is going to be fun. Al Shair, uh, Flanagan Foles, Nathan Jerry, a lot of those guys have ability too. A lot of names on that list. And before we get started, make sure you hit that like button right now. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And let's dive into the film. And let's start with the guy that Horse brought up. Might be the best linebacker in all of football, Frederick Warner. Nobody does what Fred Warner does, in my opinion. Um, the play recognition, this is him playing off a block and making a tackle. It's great. He, he sheds it, makes the play. Not every linebacker can cover sideline to sideline like he can, but he pulls strings like nobody else. He knows exactly what's coming. Look at the way he focuses in, and now he knows exactly where he's going. He gets downhill, gets to where he needs to be, and makes the tackle. It's fantastic play. Almost every single play you see Fred Warner, he's making a great play, a great read. Uh, really solid player, and he can do it all. This is him blitzing and getting, ended up getting to the quarterback. How many guys can do what he can do, blitzing in coverage and in the run game? That's why he's elite. He is the epitome of what you want from a linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, I think what's crazy is Brad Warner, while his strength is probably coverage, his strongest point, um, he is probably a top three linebacker, top four linebacker in the NFL at every type of discipline, playing linebacker. Stopping the run, pre-reads, you know, reading the play, understanding who's getting the ball, coverage. There, he doesn't really have a weakness. Yeah, I mean, that's that's 100% accurate. There really isn't any holes in this game, and it's crazy to think that this guy was a former kind of safety in college. That's kind of what his niche and his role was. He wasn't really a linebacker. Yeah, there were times he played in the box in college, but he was a safety at BYU. He's come in and taken a complete 180 turn in terms of what he can do and playing a middle linebacker position, not an outside linebacker, <laughs> a middle linebacker. And I can't believe it. There were people actually labeling him as an outside linebacker. Yeah. Bleacher Report had talked about outside linebacker Fred Warner. Uh-uh. This guy's a bona fide middle linebacker making calls, making reads, covering sideline to sideline at an elite level, being a force in the run game, being a force as a pass rusher. He does it all. He does it all on an elite level. The Niners got a steal with this guy where they got him in the draft. Man, you can't say enough about Shanahan and Lynch. Their eye for talent, what they've been able to do, the defense, D'Amico Ryans, what he's been able to do. 
This is the pairing that I'm most excited for, a D'Amico Ryans-led defense with Fred Warner. He knows how this guy ticks. He knows how he operates. He's going to be able to put him in even better positions than a guy like Robert Sala was able to because he works with him on a day-in, day-out basis. Yeah, Fred Warner is an elite player. And every single play, he lines up and knows what is coming. I mean, it's it's almost every single play you see the recognition from him. Uh, he is able to anticipate from formation, from personnel groupings, what plays you're going to see. He's able to cut off route combinations because he understands them, especially being a former safety like you talked about. So there is a lot of upside and things that he does better than everyone else because of the cerebral aspect of his game. And that's really what takes him to the next level. You combine that with the fact that he's a sure tackler, somebody that's fast enough to run sideline to sideline, um, to cover guys one-on-one in space, which was something that Patrick Willis really did well. Mm -hmm. Um, This guy does a lot of things at an elite level that not very many people can do even very well. And that's why he is the best linebacker in the NFL, like Horst said. And that's why he leads this team, and he is the bona fide um, star that is going to pull all the strings and make sure the 49ers do everything that they need to do, be in the right sets and be in the right looks. Um, he does it all, and, I mean, really, he he's the reason why. I, I, I can't even tell you how bad this team would be without him. He would be hard to play without because the, the cerebral aspect, not so much the physical gifts, which are awesome, but the cerebral part of it. That's fair. Yeah, I think you guys all saw the drop-off after Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman went down, you know, five, six, seven years ago, however long ago that was. And I think it would be a similar drop-off if Fred Warner went down and couldn't play. Um, Fred Warner is very gifted. And my favorite play, it's coming up here, I, I, I saw it on there, is the one against the Rams where they're throwing just a little out route to the running back in the flats. and. You can tell Jared Goff has thrown that pass a hundred times in a game without anyone coming close to it by how lazily he threw it. And he and Fred Warner had studied his film, and as soon as he saw that running back go, he took off full speed. And if I remember correctly, that was a very close game, and that was a game-turning play. It was. It was right before halftime, and he made the play that put the 49ers uh, ahead. Mm-hmm. And they took the lead, and they never turned back, and they won that game. That's what Fred Warner does. The impact that he has on the field is incredible. And uh, the next guy, too, has been slowly but surely working his way up in terms of his impact on the field. Dre Greenlaw has been a godsend for us, especially in the past game. And he's a pretty gosh darn sure tackler as well. This guy's ceiling is, man, it is high. It's, uh, it's incredible how much he's developed in such a short amount of time, guys. Yeah, you can see the development. I mean, look at him right there. He just he plays his position perfectly. He, you know, the guy catches the ball underneath and he makes the tackle. And you see a lot of times he, him out in space being able to make tackles. Like, that's Hopkins. And he's able to get him and throw him out of bounds and make the tackle. The sure tackle part is huge. That was the one thing that Greenlaw cleaned up compared to Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quan Alexander missed a lot of tackles. And Dre Greenlaw doesn't miss tackles. He has gotten better and better in the pass game, the recognition. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with D'Amico Ryans. A lot of that has to do with Fred Warner. But the development is there. This guy is getting better and better every year. And Horse mentioned at the top of the show about this duo being one of the best in the NFL. It is. And they're going to get start getting that recognition. We talked about all pro Fred. Now we need to talk about pro bowl Dre because it's coming. It's going to be a real thing. Once again, sideline speed right here, sideline to sideline. Not everybody can run down a running back but he has the ability. They have two just dominant, dominant linebackers in the middle. Yeah, Trey Greenlaw is one of those guys, you know, fifth-round pick. Um, 
you heard some things. I original draftings people were kind of that I read where people were kind of hinting that was a steal spot to get him. You know, like yeah, that he's a talented guy. And the reports out of camp were really good about him. You know that he was playing well. And I just remember we came home from uh, practice. I went, it was after Brookside. We came to your house, and we turned on. It was probably like midway through the second quarter, the first preseason game that year. And right after halftime, probably he went in, and we looked at each other. He was wearing a different number. I don't remember what it was. But we kind of both at the same time, oh, my gosh, did you see that guy? Yeah. And then, like, two plays later, boom, there he was again, you know, another tackle for loss. And then, you know, bat a pass, and it was like, who is that? You know, what type of thing. And it's just from then on, he's hit the ground running, and he's been impressive since. You know, I think he earned everyone's love with that stop against Jacob Hollister in 2019 to end his rookie season, get the Niners the first seed in the playoffs. Um, last, But he actually probably played better last year pers- as a by himself than he did in 2019. Well, he stepped up definitely last year, especially towards the end of the year. He was having a little bit of a slow start at the beginning. But that whole team was having a slow start. It was a rough beginning of, of a 2020 campaign for the 49ers. He turned it around. The team turned it around a little bit. They had their moments. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Dre Greenlaw builds and adds on this year in 2021 because if he can improve even more than he already has in the past game, improves even more as a run stopper and getting even more tackles for a loss and having a bigger impact so it takes some of the pressure off of Fred Warner, this defense is going to go from being elite to dang near unstoppable. Good luck trying to push the ball. Good luck trying to extend drives. The 49ers are able to make moves and get stops on early downs. Put you in deep third and longs, third and tens, third and eights. Have fun trying to make and, make and complete passes against Greenlaw and Warner. It's going to be difficult for you all year long. Now the question is, is can that third linebacker, that third linebacker spot be shored up? And the first guy that we're going to talk about is Al Shire. Yeah, the question is going to be who is that third guy? You know, Horse brought up earlier about Quan. And Quan is teasing the brick-by-brick brick stuff on his workouts. Um, we don't know what ultimately happens with that. But right now, we got Al Shire. And Al Shire has been a developmental guy that's been with the 49ers. And he's gotten better and better every year. And just like that play right there, you see flashes of what he could possibly be. He's learning from these guys. He's not the same level of talent that the other two have. He doesn't have the same physical gifts that the other two have. But he is a very solid player. He's good in coverage, not great. He's good. And he is pretty much a good tackler. Um, his angles sometimes could be better. He could also play off of blocks a lot better, shed blocks, get to, you know, get there when he needs to a little bit better, but he is a solid three. I think he could push to get that third spot, um, next to these guys. And I think the 49ers would be okay with that because of the development that he's had over the last couple of years under D'Amico Ryans. Undrafted guy, undersized, you know, he's come in, he's really made a name for himself. He's proved that he is an NFL football player. Um, I really like Al Shair. I think that he's one of those guys you want on your team. Whether he's a starter or not, he's the high energy. He plays special teams if he's not starting um, and runs down on kickoffs like his hair is on fire. Um, he's the, just the kind of guy you want on your team. He, he's a physical presence, too. He plays with physicality. He's, he is quick. He is speedy. The question is, is just can he handle – an increased snap count and snap load. Can he make consistently good decisions and be in the places he needs to be to create stops? He's shown flashes. He's had moments where he's shown he can not only do it and be there, but have success. He just needs to put it together. 
This is his opportunity. This training camp, this preseason, is going to be his chance to show that he can be a rotational linebacker and playing significant or decent good amount of snaps in the league. Whether or not he can actually physically do it is another question entirely. I have faith. I would feel a lot better if we could sure it up with a signing and another guy like a Quan like Horsey got it. Uh, like uh, K1 would 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 do so much. Quan. Quan would do, excuse me, Tommy, we don't I apologize. <laughs> Quan would do so much for this defense and this linebacking core especially if he can be healthy. I'm willing to give Shire a chance and we're willing to give him a shot. But he's not the only name and the only guy on the current roster that could improve and bolster this linebacker room because they did go out and make a signing and bring in Nathan Jerry. Yeah, and before I start talking about Nathan Jerry, to your point about the snaps that Al Shire was making, you can leave it on the Jerry highlights, um, is that when it comes down to that position, it's probably going to be, what, 15 20% of the snaps? Probably. Because the amount of time the play, Niners are going to play in the nickel. Yeah. And if D'Amico Ryans has an idea to play a safety you know, in those roles, could a lot of less. times, like we've talked about, it could be even less. So you could see this guy on the field 10 to 15% of the snaps. So it might not be a high priority for them to bring in somebody else. Um, if they do it, then that'll show. Now, Nathan Jerry, he has some ability. Where he struggles a little bit is in the coverage area. Um, he has a good feel in zone coverage, but if he ever gets matched up with a running back, that's where he's going to have issues. He can rush the passer, especially as a you know a blitzing uh, linebacker off the edge, especially when they, they go into that 5-5-1, or I'm mean, sorry, the 5-1-5 that we've um, sort of started talking about as far as defenses. Um, there are options for the you know for the 49ers um, to do with Nathan Jerry. Uh, Jerry can play. He's a good tackler, not a great tackler. I think I am more comfortable with Al Shair at the moment than I am with Nathan Jerry. But um, Jerry is somebody that is a veteran. He has good feel, and he could definitely come in there and win that job, especially on a limited percentage of snaps. Yeah, Jerry is definitely um, a threat to take that job. I didn't, uh, to be honest, I didn't know who he was before they signed him. I've gone through and watched a lot of video of him. He's a pretty solid player. He's never going to be a pro bowler. He's never going to be, you know, an all-pro type guy. But he's a very solid player. Him and Al Shair are actually pretty similar in that sense. That they're NFL players, but they're probably never going to be stars. You know, that kind of thing. And they're both really good special teams players. Um, like you said, Jerry's not very... They both have their points where they struggle in coverage. Um, Jerry seemed like a little bit better blitzer to me from the video I've watched. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Then Al Shire? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, Al Shire seems like a little bit more sure of a tackler than him, but it's pretty close. Um, but it's definitely nice to have another veteran guy that's played in NFL football games out there. You know, as you're, So now they have four of those guys to take the three spots so that's always nice so if someone does go down we're not throwing in some corner we've never heard of for miami to torches torch no that's that's fair listen i think that's the big thing with the nathan jerry signing that i like it's a cheap option it's a guy who's played in the league he's got snaps he's got reps he understands the game he understands how to diagnose watch film where to be and where to put himself in positions as a linebacker that is half of the half the battle half of the battle is putting yourself where you're supposed to be so you can make plays. And then the other half, obviously, making those plays. <laughs> but you can't make the plays if you're not there. And you have to be able to be there. And Nathan Jerry does a decent job of getting himself in the right spot a good chunk of the time. Same like Shire. The big question is consistency. Can he consistently be in the right spot? Can he consistently make the plays? Can he consistently do the things he needs to do? I have faith that Nathan Jerry can. I have faith that Shire can. The question is, is how much 
How much are they on the field? How often are we asking them to have to do that? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be very much, to be yeah. honest with you. I think <laughs> some of the hybrid defensive style that they're going to employ um, with the abundance of safeties that they've brought in um, tends to signal that we're probably going to see a different type of role for that linebacker, and he's not going to see as much time on the field as people might think, um, especially the way the NFC West is built. That I think that is so many you know receivers on the field and single running back sets um, that it would tend itself to having less time in a base down set and more time with nickel coverage. Very well could be the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the way of football in general. I mean, you might need to run three backers a little more against Seattle. They do try to run the ball. Yeah, but not with um, a fullback. It's true. And not very good. <laughs> yeah. They doubled down on Chris Carson, so that's good. That they did. Uh, next up, Demetrius Flanagan Foles. Okay. A uh, lot of special teams clips here. Isn't there, Horst? Yeah, there are because he didn't play very much on normal downs. No, he doesn't. Um, but he played high effort, good special teams from watching the videos. He's, you know, he's an athletic guy. Another guy making the switch from that was a more of a strong safety at University of Arizona. True. Um, believe it or not, I remember this guy in college. He was he made a lot of plays um, when he would play against USC. Their team wasn't very good, but he was a good player, and he's one of those guys. He's Got to the Niners undrafted, made plays in the preseason at practice, um, busted his backside on special teams, and now he finds himself on the roster. Um, I don't think he has a very open lane to playing more than on special teams. But, hey, if he can stay in the NFL playing special teams, a lot of money. Well, the one thing that yeah. came out of training camp last year was how high they were on this guy. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that D'Amico Ryans is high on him means he has an opportunity to make the roster, to make the team. The thing that will help him is the special teams. You know, because if you're choosing between, you know, him and like a Nathan Jerry, and you think that Flanagan Foles is going to help you more on special teams, do you go that route? Um, because you don't know how much time these other guys are going to have. Uh, but... I do think that they have made sure that they have an extra guy. That's why they brought in Jerry, to make sure they have a guy that could possibly beat out Shire and beat out Flanagan Foles. I don't know if Flanagan Foles has an actual opportunity to win that third job. I think, I think Al Shire is the leader in the clubhouse, and then you have the other two guys that are battling for it. It depends on how much Flanagan Foles has changed his body. He's continued to get bigger, how much stronger he gets, and how much he's picked up this defense, if he can develop preseason will be big for him and and seeing how he plays and how he's able to operate in this defense because we haven't got to see a lot of it and i think that if we got to see more we'd have a better idea of who he is as a player but until then we just got to kind of go off what we've seen so far and i would think he's the fifth option right now yeah i agree with that fifth option and if he's going to make this roster and have an opportunity to play it's going to be in that special teams area mm -hmm. he's going to have to carve out and continue to carve out his role there and make himself not expendable on special teams. That's going to be the big thing. For a guy like him to be able to stick on a roster and not be more and not be able to see the field in terms of downs and snaps on defense. Yeah. He's going to have to make himself non-expendable in the special teams aspect right now. Price-wise right now on the rookie contract, good money. If you can have a guy like this in, not pay him a lot of money and he's a special teams standout, that's where his niche and his role can be on the San Francisco 49ers team. That's what he can add to this linebacker room. And it's a guy that you at least know out there. He's been in the system long enough. You can go out there and he can function. He's not going to necessarily play great, but he'll be hopefully in the right spots to be able to make some plays or at least prevent big plays. Yeah, and they have three you know, undrafted free agent guys that they also have at the linebacker position. 
Um, I don't know if any of them have an actual opportunity to make this team uh, somewhat of a slow development. I think the fact they brought back uh, Jonas Griffith again, you know, he was spent some time on the practice squad and um, he's a big physical guy, a different style of player from the other guys. Um, I think everyone, every, all the other guys have similar traits and similar size and similar speed. Um, so he's kind of an outlier. So I'm, I'm curious what they end up doing with him. Cause I would like to, I actually like him and, and his skill set and what he did in college. Um, but seeing these guys in preseason is going to be fun uh, just because we get to see how they operate. And this is where linebackers can kind of make a name for themselves. Like Horst talked about with Greenlaw, that's where he really jumped off and jumped on this, you know, the scene as we got to see, wow, this guy is legit. You can tell by how someone reads an offense, how they get downhill and how they stuff people in the hole, um, whether that is a passive where they let them kind of run them over or if they put them into the ground and drive them backwards. And that's what Greenlaw did. I think that's what we're going to see from Griffith. He's somebody I'm excited to see in, in preseason. And then also Justin Hilliard, just what he can do um, because there is so much upside there, but he's never quite lived up to the potential. But these guys are going to have a uphill climb, definitely, um, because the guys in front of them have all started from where they are, but proved that they can do it in the NFL. It's a deep room. And if for some reason they did bring in like a Quan Alexander, it's going to be really rough for anyone else to even come close to making this roster. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the problem when you have a Super Bowl type roster. Yep. Is it's a good problem, and that you have too many good players. Better luck next year. Better luck next year, indeed. This linebacker room is a problem for most teams in the NFL. It's a problem for us in terms of how can you get all these guys on the field or give them an opportunity. Yeah. Let us know what you think about this this linebacker room down below in the comment section right now. Comment, comment, comment away. And while you're down there, don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the video as well with the rest of the faithful out there. Let's open up this conversation to all 49ers fans. How do you feel about this linebacker room? Do you like the options we have? Is Fred Warner the best in football? We want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. We want to hear all about it. Um, there are some good linebacker options for the 49ers, and there are some guys that are, are hungry and going to be pushing. Will we finally get an emergence of Flanagan Foles? Uh, will Al Shair just completely take that job? Or do the 49ers have some secrets up their sleeve and actually some of these safeties are going to be playing more in the box? Or as Alex is teasing, could it be Quan Alexander? I like Quan Alexander. Who yeah. doesn't like Quan Alexander? It brings the energy, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, come and let us know what you think. Let us know how great Fred Warner is. Let us know how pretty I look today. All that. I don't know necessarily about that last bit, but definitely Fred Warner. Definitely this linebacker room. We want to hear from you. And until next time, 49ers fans, you stay safe. I remember the right way. It's always the 49ers way.